Slight change, folks. The reading today is from Mark, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, on 1003 of your Bibles. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he'd come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it, and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, Take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone. And they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Sheila. Good morning. Ooh. Good morning, everyone. Uh, and let me have my own welcome to that, uh, which Neil has already given. My name is Adam. I'm the vicar here at St. Jude's. It's great uh, to be thinking about this passage together this morning. Uh, let's take a moment to pray before we uh, delve into what God has to say to us today. Gracious Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the ways it speaks to us in different seasons of life. Lord, we thank you for this word, perhaps one that is familiar to many of us. Lord, we ask that you would dwell deeply within it this morning. That you would make yourself known within it. And that you would lead us to you as our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Amen. As Neil has already said, today we're thinking a little bit about forgiveness. And I like to think I'm a pretty generous vicar to you, because uh, I like to give you as many opportunities as possible to practice forgiveness uh, in, in your forgiving of me. And forgiveness appears quite a lot in the scriptures. We find the word forgiveness uh, over a hundred times in the New Testament. Uh, it's there quite a lot in our Bible. So why this passage uh, particularly for us today? Well, as I was praying about this morning and what God wanted uh, me to say for us today, I felt he led me to this passage because within it is a very simple truth. That without forgiveness, without forgiveness in our hearts, we will end up paralyzed. Now, I don't mean in the way uh, that this man is in this story physically paralyzed. 
But if we don't understand and embrace forgiveness, we will carry all of the things that happen to us and all of the things that we do into our present, trying to carry them into our future. And it will stop us in our discipleship of Jesus. To put it another way, and I've not been able to find the source of this quote, but it's a good one. Forgiveness is about setting someone free and realizing that that someone is you. Forgiveness is about setting someone free and realizing that that someone is you. And if we don't understand forgiveness, if we don't practice forgiveness, we'll end up carrying stuff around with us. And I brought some suitcases with me this morning. My wife looked a little bit nervous as I walked out the house with this this morning, uh, particularly as our youngest hadn't sleep particularly well. I promised her it was an illustration rather than I was leaving. Um, but it, if, we don't carry, if we don't deal with uh, the stuff that happens, we'll end up carrying more and more of this stuff around with us. So today, we're going to think about forgiveness in three ways. And I'm going to use something called the circle of bad. And for a change, I'm going to use this whiteboard. I realize not all of you will be able to see it, uh, but some of you will. And you can look at it later if you like. The circle of bad was written originally by John Ortberg. I'm not going to claim uh, uh, authorship of it. But we can categorize all the things that we need to think about in terms of forgiveness into three ways. Your bad, my bad, and it's bad. My bad, your bad, and it's bad. So let's think about those. My bad, put simply, is all of the stuff that we do. It's the sin that we have in our lives, the things that we do wrong. And when we do something wrong, the initial response is almost always guilt, isn't it? And we often think to ourselves that guilt is a really bad thing and we need to not have any guilt in our lives. But provided that guilt leads us to repentance, I'm running out of room, there we go, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Guilt leading us to repentance will lead us to forgiveness, forgiveness, like that, which will lead us to freedom. But why do we not always manage to do that? Why do we end up carrying, let's use the biggest case, carrying all of this stuff that we do around with us, I wonder? Well, if we don't deal with our, uh, with our sin, if we don't go to repentance, firstly, Guilt becomes shame. The difference between guilt and shame is this. Guilt says I have done something. Shame says I am something. Shame is not of God. So guilt says I have stolen. Shame says I am a thief. Guilt says I have lied. Shame says I am a liar. So if we don't deal with it at all, then guilt will become shame. We also sometimes don't fully understand what repentance is, what it means, repentance. Repentance, the word means literally to turn away, to change our path, to turn around, to do something different. And often I talk about the fact that if you take a car with dodgy brakes to the garage and remove those dodgy brakes and don't, do it, and don't put new ones in, you're in a worse state than you were before. We need to replace 
the things that we've done wrong with new good things for the Lord. We need to fully understand repentance. Jesus died on a cross for all that we have done and all that we will do so that we don't need to drag this stuff into our presence, present, but we can leave it at the foot of his cross. The other reason why it doesn't work sometimes is that we don't walk in that forgiveness. We allow the video tape of whatever it is that we've done, even though we've gone through that repentance, to play over and over and over in our minds. God says we are forgiven. Satan, the word Satan literally means accuser. The accuser will repeatedly say, are you sure? You can't be. Surely not. If we allow the evil one to speak to us, then he will continue to spread those lies into our lives. God says we are forgiven. If we need more help understanding what it means to be forgiven, what it means to walk in freedom, then let me uh, encourage you to join us for Living Free starting in early May. We talk about this in greater detail. But remember that free, uh, forgiveness is setting someone free and remembering that that someone is you. But it's not just the stuff that we do that can paralyze us because other people do stuff to us all of the time. Somebody may have already done something to you this morning. Uh, you may have, I may have even done something. If that's the case, then forgive me. This could be smaller stuff, like somebody nicking our parking space that we really wanted outside of our house. Maybe even being cut up by somebody in a car. Or it can be the huge stuff like someone having an affair, or even worse. But anything that happens to us will likely make us angry, or it will make us upset. And we'll carry that anger and that upset into our lives. And if we don't deal with it, it will turn into resentment, good spelling test for me this isn't it if we don't deal with it it will turn into resentment resentment says you owe me to the person who steals the car parking space it says you owe me those five minutes it's taken me to find somewhere else to the friend who betrays us it says you owe me my trust to the spouse who leaves us or cheats on us it says you owe me my marriage Resentment, if not dealt with, will grow and we will carry it around with us and it will paralyze us. Uh, about uh, three years ago, or so, no, more than that, four or five years ago, I was on my ordination retreat um, uh, just before I went to be ordained. And it wasn't a silent retreat. We were allowed our computers, so I opened my computer uh, to plop some music on. And in the top corner, somebody who I didn't really get on with particularly well at Theological College um, had sent me an email. It popped up, as these notifications do, and it said his name. Let's call him Bob. Um, and it said Bob, and it just said, subject, forgiveness. And I thought to myself in my pride, oh, gosh, well, he's clearly done something that I need to forgive him of. Uh, and, and he's on his retreat, and he'll be really worried about it. So he'll be asking me for my forgiveness. I'll read the email, and I'll reply to it. And I read the email. It said, Dear Adam, 
we're talking about forgiveness on our retreat. And I wanted to say that three years ago, you did something. uh, You told me that um, somebody had said something, and they didn't. And I know that that was a lie. And I've held it for three years, but I'm writing to tell you uh, that I'm forgiving you for it, Bob. Now, let's put one thing aside. I didn't actually uh, tell him a mistruth. That's not really the point. One of the reasons I tell you that story is that we often make the mistake that my friend made on that occasion. And we think that when it comes to forgiving others, it's about our relationship with that other person. That when we forgive somebody, we need to go around and find that person and say, I forgive you for this, I forgive you uh, for that. And sometimes that might be helpful. But actually, forgiveness, forgiving of others, is mostly about our relationship with God. If we carry this stuff around with us that people do to us, it will stop and it will paralyze us in our relationship with God. Imagine a far worse situation. Imagine somebody's uh, spouse leaves them for someone else. And that person decides uh, that they're never going to forgive their spouse. They're going to spend the rest of their days living in resentment of them. The spouse doesn't care. The spouse has gone and is doing something else. But it eats away at that person. It becomes this resentment that they carry around with them. Forgiveness is about setting someone free and remembering that that someone is you. Now, some health warnings here. Forgiveness, firstly, is not the same as forgetting. It doesn't mean that you allow continually toxic people to influence and to be part of your lives. And it doesn't release that person from the legal consequences of their actions, of course. But it is If we're not, it is about allowing ourselves to move on from the anger and the hurt and the resentment that we carry around with us. To move from this place to forgiveness. And then to freedom. Sometimes we may well need other people's help with this as we take all of this stuff again to the cross. And if that's the case, talk to me, talk to Neil, talk to our wonderful prayer ministry team or pastoral team. They'd love to pray with you for that. What about this last part of the circle of bad then, the it's bad stuff? Now, this is the stuff that just happens, the stuff that no one is really to blame for. COVID is a wonderful example of that. Global pandemics are nobody's fault but they contain a lot of stuff that we end up carrying into our future. And it's not just the things that are outside of us, the big things. We all have things that just happen as well. Many of you know my father passed away when I was uh, just 10 years old. It was no one's fault, but it was an it's bad situation, which was personal to me. We will all have them. And again, when these it's bad situations happen, we may end up feeling, again, angry. Or we may feel upset. And if we don't deal with these things, they will turn into bitterness. The Bible gives us a model for dealing with these situations. It's called lament. And I'd love to fully endorse to you the practice of lament. Not right now. You can wait until uh, the end of the service if you like. But lamenting is biblical. Lamenting is helpful. It helps us to grieve. 
But really importantly, it's meant to be temporary and not permanent. We sang a version of Psalm 23 a moment or two ago. It's one of my favorite psalms, and it's a psalm I try to encourage those who have, uh, who I, whose funerals I take, uh, those families whose funerals um, I take on their behalf, to include in some way. Because it has uh, one of my favorite verses, even though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil. The key word in that verse, in that psalm for me, is the word walk. We are called to walk through those valleys, not to reside there. That's the green pastures and the still waters beyond. Out, when we do lament, where are we up here? Comes forgiveness, and then again, comes to freedom. Without lament, without forgiveness, we'll carry around these things, and perhaps they're not the smallest of things. Maybe they're the biggest of things in some of our lives. We'll carry these around with us. But Jesus wants us once again to take these things and place them at his cross. Now, in terms of the pandemic, CPAS, our patrons have produced this wonderful uh, resource. There are copies of this by the, uh, front, by the front door. Do take one home with you. They're available on their website as well. We can print more if you need to. This will guide you through lamenting. It will guide you through walking through this pandemic experience that we've had together. It may help you with other things as well. Forgiveness is about setting someone free and realizing that that someone is you. Today's uh, the last talk in the middle section that we're doing on discipleship. And the middle section has been called Becoming Like Jesus. Some of the last words that Jesus spoke on the cross were, Forgive them, Father. Jesus spoke about forgiveness a lot. He was someone who modeled forgiveness in all of his life. He didn't carry the past into his present, hoping for a new future. If we're not careful, if we don't model forgiveness as Jesus does, it will paralyze us. Perhaps not physically as it did in that story with this man, but it will stop us moving forward and growing as disciples of Jesus. So let's take all of this bad, the my bad, the your bad, the it's bad situations and leave them at the foot of the cross. Remembering that forgiveness is setting someone free and that someone is you. Let's pray together as we do so. Will you stand with me, perhaps as the band come back and as our prayer ministry team head to the chancel area? I'm really pleased uh, to say we've brought, uh, I'm, I'm really grateful to our prayer ministry team who have uh, restarted being available both from now and through till the end and beyond the end of the service. We've moved where we uh, do prayer ministry, prayer ministry now. It'll now be available in the chancel area over to my left, your right, over there. If at any point you would value somebody praying with you over anything that we thought about this morning, please do go and see them. They'd be delighted to pray with you. Let's pray all together to start with. Gracious Lord, we thank you so much for your cross. We thank you that as far as the east is from the west, that is how far you have removed our transgressions from us. We thank you that you call us to walk in forgiveness, in freedom, 
to not be weighed down by the baggage of the past. Lord, for the things that we have done, that we carry around with us, help us to leave them at your cross. We bind up any accusatory words of the evil one. And we ask, Lord, that you speak your forgiveness and your love over us. For those situations where others have hurt us, we declare your forgiveness over them. We ask, Lord, that you help us not to walk in resentment, expecting justice on our terms. But we ask that you will help us to remember that we have been forgiven much and that we can forgive. And for those situations that we don't understand, for those things that just happen in this world. We ask you to help us to deal with them and to walk through them and to see your freedom. Help us, Lord, not to live carried and weighed down and paralyzed by the weight of all that has happened but to walk in freedom. Before uh, the service, the Prime Ministry team, we're praying some words from Psalm 36. How priceless is your unfailing love, O God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your rither of delights. For with you, it is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. Lord, we pray that we would, in you, see light. That we would move forward ever closer to you. And that we would know your power and your love at work amongst us. Faithful one, our rock, draw near to us, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name.